Let's learn. I see, you know, when we, uh, when we first started learning the Talmud Tzach of Yosef, so I mentioned that we were going through a little bit of uh, biography and the history of who he was, and, and uh, the, 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 the huge shift that he personally, I need to talk about a topic like that, but uh, a huge change, that uh, metamorphosis that he really went through. I mean, he was a Rav before the Baal Shem, and he, and he was a Rav after him meeting the Baal Shem Tev. But just the way, his style, his approach, dealing with, with the world at large, and Bechlal, the people that he was dealing with in terms of being a rabbi, uh, very, very much changed. And so what you find in, in his Sefer, in a number of places, is an amazing Indian, which is the role and the job of a manhig, of a leader, of a leader, of a mashpia, whether it be a rabbi that, like he was, whether it be a paisig, whether it be a father, a mother, uh, a friend. The role of a mashpia, what is a leader supposed to be? What is a leader supposed to look like? And so uh, we're going to begin to learn that sugi a little bit tonight. We're probably not going to finish it, but next week we'll learn a little bit more about that topic of what a manig is, what a leader is in the world of the Talmud Yaakov Yosef, and to appreciate you know, the, the, the type of shift that, that he went through, and like, you know, uh, being the type of manig that he was before Hasidus to a manig that he was after Hasidus, it's a completely, completely different world. And by the way, it's also to, to appreciate, as we go through this, to appreciate the fact about how much trouble he personally got into, and how much trouble his Sefer got into when he was talking about what a Rav is supposed to be because most of the Rabbanim that were out there at the time did not appreciate you know, the things that he was saying about them and about the type of uh, role that they were having in terms of uh, leading the Jewish people. And uh, he was, he was, his Sefer was actually publicly burnt. There was a number of book burnings about the, from the Talbot Yaakov Yosef. So it's just to keep that in mind, you know, to appreciate the, the type of personal, you know, Messias Nefesh that uh, it took for him to sort of uh, teach and to sort of re- reshape his entire way of thinking, his entire way of looking, and, and that, that his own, within, within himself, that mysterious nefesh, the mysterious nefesh that it took for him to talk about these things publicly in a way that he knew would get him into serious trouble with a lot of his colleagues. So let's uh, to appreciate that. Okay, so let's go about it in the following way. What we've been, done, what we've been doing the past few weeks has been in the following sort of style. To take an idea that we find in the writings of the Rizal, by the Mukubalim, and to show how that idea is redefined or broadened in the way of Hasidus, the way of the Baal Shantav. So, tonight's going to be no different in the following way. Okay, so a few minutes of introduction about the idea that we're going to be mentioning from Beria Kaddish, and we'll see how Hasidus, the Talmud Yosef, comes in and reshapes it, as I said. Okay, so it's like this. And again, as it's been the past few weeks, the first couple of minutes will be a theoretical idea. It might not mean so much, but we'll see, we'll see the ramifications of it are, are very vast. One of the great chedushim of the Rizal, if not maybe the cornerstone of all of the, the, the Taurus of the Arizal, and what makes his system of Kabbalah different and unique as opposed to what was taught before Dari, is the following Nakuda. Before Darizal, the word that was always used to describe what our Avaida is about, what we're trying to accomplish, what we're trying to bring into the world, the word that was always used before Dari was Shafa. Shafa. That throughout our, because through our Avaida Sashem, through our davening, through our learning, through our mitzvahs, through our Avaida, through our Kavanas, what we're trying to do is to bring Shefa to the world. And the process through which that bounty, Shefa means blessing and bounty and light and all good things. So in the process through which Shefa comes to the world, the early Mekubalim before Dari explained that, it can, that, it, that there's a system to it. It's not just Stam, there's a system to it. And the system is that uh, that Shefa has to go through the spheres, the, the, the spheres that the Rabbanu Shalom set up in terms of allowing Shefa to come into the world from Ruch, from the place of Ruchnius to the world of Gashmias, Chesag Vortiferas, Netzachaydi Yisaid Malchus, and that was always the way it was described that you have these spheres and divine names that are associated with the with these spheres. Again, we're not explaining what this means, but just to hear the words, certain Shemus Hakadoshim that are associated with these spheres, 
and the kavana, the meditations of the Mekubalim, and what Aravadis Hashem is about, is about allowing Shefa to come to us through those Shemus Akdashim, through those spheres. But that was the key word, it was Shefa. Shefa. The Chiddush of the Rizal is that in the Kisviari, that's not the point. The point is not to have Shefa. The point is not to bring Shefa to the world. The point is, according to the Rizal, to create a phenomenon which is called a Yichud. A Yichud, a unification. A unification. Now, and in, in the Rizal, the concept is, and the way he'll describe it is such, is that those divine names, instead of just seeing them as interacting with each other to allow Shefa to come to the world, the way he'll describe their interaction is in a way of yichud, of, un, of, unif, of unifying, of uniting the Shema Sakdashim. And that, that's, that's, that's a huge shift that we find from priari to postari. Now, uh, the thing is like this. Even those that are a little bit more familiar with the Svarim, and even those that maybe even learn Kisvari might not be so familiar and understand exactly how much of a huge chiddish that is, of, of describing Hashem's light coming into the world with the term Shefa, that was before the Ari, to describing Hashem's light that comes to the world with the term Yichud, unification, which is from the Rizal and on. That is not just a, you know, a, uh, you know, a, a certain style of speech. You know, the Rizal liked the word Yichud as opposed to the word Shefa. It's altogether something different. Now let, let me describe for just a couple minutes what that means exactly. What is the difference between what we would call the Rabbanu Shalom, you know, good things coming into our life in the way that's described as Shefa, as opposed to good things coming into our life described with the word a Yichud, a unification that results in good things. What's the difference between the two? Okay, so probably the best, you know, there's a number of Mishalim parables that I can use to describe this. So... Let me give one, one simple marshal. Okay. Let's say you have Reuven and Shimon. Okay, two people, Reuven and Shimon. And uh, Reuven decides to... Here, you know, let, let's give the following scenario. Reuven, Reuven goes to Shimon and knocks on his door or whatever to, to visit Shimon's house. And Shimon brings him into his house and uh, offers him a cup, a uh, piece of cake. Okay, so Reuven sits down. And Shimon presents Reuven with a piece of cake. Okay, fine. What did Reuven get? He got a piece of cake. It's Kavaldik. It's very nice. He says, thank you. It's very nice. That's scenario number one. Scenario number two. Reuven comes to Shimon's house. It happens to be it's Reuven's birthday. Okay? And he knocks on the door. And when Shimon opens the door, it's not just, hi, come sit down. There's a surprise birthday party being thrown for him. Okay? And now a piece of cake is being presented to Shimon. But not, this is a birthday cake, a birthday cake. So you have two scenarios where something is being given to Shimon. One case is a cake, and the other case is a birthday cake. So what's the difference between the two? Is there a difference between the two scenarios? The answer is, of course, we all know there's a big, there's a big difference. The first case, the first scenario, where Shimon gets a piece of cake, what did Shimon get? A piece of cake. Everything that Shimon received is right in front of you. It's something tangible. It's something, it's something visible. It's exactly what it is. It's a piece of cake. That's what Shimon got. Whereas in the second scenario, that piece of cake that we now call a birthday cake is not what, what Shimon received with that offering, with that, with that piece of cake, is not just the cake. There's a lot more contained in that cake than just what meets the eye. That cake embodies and represents... Ruvain's thoughtfulness to Shimon. It represents the fact that Ruvain loves Shimon. It represents the fact that Ruvain is happy that Shimon is yet. Everything that, that is wrapped up in, 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 in a person being celebrated in terms of a birthday is contained in that piece of cake. It's a completely different experience. So if you go to a, you know, a bakery and you buy a piece of cake, that's very different than if someone brings you a piece of cake because it's your birthday. It's all a different experience. In other words, there is, there is a phenomenon where you could, have an ex you could have something being given to you, and what's really being given to you is something much deeper than what's actually being given to you. In order for Ruvain to show his deep affection and love and connection to Shimon, he needs to give him something on his birthday. But what he gives him on his birthday as a gift, like this birthday cake, 
What's, what's being contained in that is something much bigger than the cake itself. Uh, other examples of this. You can have conversations, right? And sometimes, again, this is a mashal I've given many times, where, let's say, uh, you know, co-workers are having a conversation with each other. And they're talking about whatever. So what's, the, what, what's, what's happening in that conversation? Information is being transmitted, right? Words have the ability of taking concepts and ideas from one person's brain and putting it into another person's brain. And that's the sum total of what happened. There was a conversation that took place between Reuven and Shimon, for example. And because of that, certain ideas that Reuven had, now Shimon has. That's Gavaldic. That's, that's fantastic. And that's the only way for that concept to be given over, is through words. But then you have a conversation taking place between a husband and a wife. A conversation taking place between uh, people that are dating with each other. And then the tachlis is not the words. The tachlis is not the conversation, not the information being transmitted. We understand this, that sometimes a husband and wife need to have a conversation with each other. It's not even about what they're talking about. It's about, it's about the relationship that's being deepened and the relationship which is being sometimes re- reawakened because of that conversation and through that conversation. It's not even about the words. You can look back and say, like, I don't even remember what the conversation was about, but it was a good date, or it was a, it was a nice supper together. It wasn't even about the words, and it's, it's insignificant almost what the words are. You needed something to package that, the, the, the experience of giving oneself over to another person and really making that bond, you need a packaging. You need a, just like to give over the sense that you care about that person, you need to give them a gift because it's their birthday, but it's not about the gift, it's about what's this intangible connection that's trying to be given over through that gift, or this intangible connection that's trying to be given over through that conversation. This is the difference between Shefa and Yichud. Shefa means, Shefa means that what's coming into your life is exactly what you see. It's exactly what you see. And in the early Mekubal and before the Arizal, when... Avoid this Hashem, and when the Mekubalim were having kavanis in order to unite Shemus Akadoshim, whatever it is that they were doing on a high level, in order to bring good things into the world, what were they trying to bring into the world? Good things. Good things. It could be Parnasa, it could be Shadochim, it could be health. Good things. It's Kavaldic. It all comes from God. And even when, even when they're trying to bring godliness into the world, it's a level of godliness which is, which is Mugbal, which is which is finite, which is specific, which is somewhat, which somewhat fits into our world. It's a side of God which is mugbal. Isn't what the early Mukabalim practice a bit like manipulation, though? Say it again, I'm sorry? Isn't is, what the early Mukabalim practice a form of manipulation, trying to do things to make Hashem... That's all, that's, that's, that, in a certain sense, that's all, we're, that's, that's post that result as well. The Rabbanah made up, set up the system in which we are the ones to activate and to initiate the process, which ultimately brings down something into this world. Now, what is being brought down? That's going to be the question. Pre the Arizal, the fun, the, the, what we're trying to bring into our life is what's called Shefa, which is something that's, tan- something that's finite, something that's, that's mutsumsum, something that's constricted, whether it be actual physical blessing into a person's life, or even if it's godliness and attachment to, to the Rabbanish Shalom, but it's a side of the Rabbanish Shalom which is mugbal, which is defined, which is finite, which is specific. The Chiddush of Yichudim, the Chiddush of Darizan, again, this is, this is esoteric, this is not so tangible. You'll see how the Baal Shem Tov expands it soon. But the Chiddush of Darizal is that that's not the point. The point is not Shefa. The point is not to bring into our life and into our world something which is completely tangible or relatable or something that fits into our world. What we're trying to experience is Yichud. Yichud means that, of course, what, what, what is also going to come into your life is a Rafua, is a Yeshua, is health and Parnas and good things and light of the Rabbana Shalom. But, but it's much, much deeper than what you're be able to experience. Contained in that is infinite. Contained in that is the infinite side of God, the unknowable side of God. And that's the point of what you're trying to connect to. It's not so much the outer experience of what you're being given. It's what you're being given is seen as a vessel to allow you to touch something that otherwise you could not touch. To experience something that otherwise is beyond your grasp to experience. 
this is something that, 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 that in the Arizal touches on everything. All of the Hashem is oriented to this. It's never about trying to allow you to receive. It's not about what's being given to you. It's, a, it's about what's being given to you being redefined as an access point to allow you to experience something that's much deeper than what you're actually touching, what you're actually experiencing. Let me... You might have had these these words before, but there's no question about it that the Rizal really pushed it, and this became a it, it became redefined as a center of focus based on that Rizal. Uh, even if you'll find the term Yichud before that before that it's not doesn't take on the meaning that you find based on the Rizal, you know, the Rizal post that Rizal. So I mean, let me give an example. Um, you know, the Gemara says, for example, the Gemara makes a. a, 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 a in Mesechus Megillah, you don't have this in front of you, but it's just something to keep in mind. The Gemara says in Megillah, it's comparing and contrasting the, the situation of the Jewish people under the rule of Shlom HaMelech versus the rule of Achashverosh. Okay. And the Gemara says like this, the Gemara says that when it comes to Shlom HaMelech, every single Jew is wealthy. Shlom HaMelech was obviously wealthy, he was the king, but under his reign, every single Jew had money, everyone was Matzliach and Parnas. When it comes to Achashverosh, says the Gemara, it's not like that. That in his generation, Achashverosh was very wealthy, as we see from the Megillah Sester. But everyone in his population, outside of a few individuals, everyone was poor. That's the Gemara makes the point of contrasting the two. Okay, interesting observation. Says Ratzavik, no, 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 you see from that Gemara, what the Gemara is trying to tell you is an, an amazing point, which is that the Rabbanu Shloilam could be mashpia parnasa to the world. But there's two ways for that shef, for that parnasa to come to the world. One is a way that we'll call shefa, that's like pre-arizal, and one is a way that's called yichud, which is sort of so to speak post-arizal. And what's the difference? If the rabbanu shalom is just purely being mashpia parnasa, that's what he's giving. Something that's finite, that's specific, that's within the rules and regulations of this world, which is called parnasa. In that case, then there is limitations. There's only X amount of money. And it could go to only certain places. Either it's there or it's there. It can't be everywhere at the same time because it's what's being given from their banish level is money, is shefa. That, that in, the shefa that's being given is in the form of money and therefore it's mugbal, it's mutsumsum, it's constricted. It can't be everywhere. That's the type of hashpa that the banish sent to the world through Achashverosh. But when it comes to the Jewish people, says Ratzadik, that's not, that's not the type of experience. The point is not shefa. The banish is like giving money. The Rabbanu Shalom is giving himself. But the Rabbanu Shalom is packaging himself in the bracha that's called Parnasa. But the point is not the Parnasa. The point is not the money. The point is now through the money, through that blessing that's called Parnasa, you could have an access point to the Rabbanu Shalom himself. And because the, 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 the blessing coming into the world is not money per se, it's, it's a birthday cake. It's, the money is, 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 is a way through which you could access something much bigger than the money itself, which is God himself, so to speak. So because of that, even the money has changed because of that. The money is now supernatural. And it could be everywhere, just like God is everywhere. So the money that he's given could be everywhere. And everyone could have it. This is, this is the difference that you see between a blessing that's coming into the world, which is just the blessing itself, just the shefa, as opposed to the, she, the, the blessing being a, being a kli, through which you could then experience something much deeper, much more profound, and something that's therefore unlimited because of it. And then the whole experience has changed. Just like the person receiving the birthday gift and the birthday cake, or the person having a, a conversation with a spouse, it's a different experience altogether. So even when, when Parnas is coming into your life in the way of Yichud, it's a different, it's a different experience together as well. First of all, it's, it, it's, it's, um, less, you know, it, it's less bound to the rules of nature because of the fact that it's not money being given to you, it's elokus. It's the Rabbanishlam, it's the infinite light of God being given to you in that package called money. And more than that, it also becomes much more spiritually fulfilling when that blessing comes into your life because it's not just money. It's something much deeper contained in that money. It's trying to be given to you through that money. This is the difference between Shefa and Yichud. And like I said, this changes everything in Avodah Hashem, where Avodah Hashem is not about trying to bring Shefa into your life. It's about trying to bring a Yichud into your life. And which means that, again, you're trying to get this, at the end of the day, you're being given the same thing, which is Parnassa, let's say, but, the, but it's a different experience. One is just Parnassa, and one is Parnassa th- 
as an access point to allow you to touch something that's way, way beyond anything that this world can even, can even contain. That's, that's the difference between Shef and Yichud. Take a look at Maramukha number one, and the uh, Tzemach Tzedek will do a better job than me. Take a look at what he says. This is from the Sefer Derech Mitzvah the third Lubav Tcherevi, in Shoresh Mitzvah Tfila, in the tenth parak. He says like this, V'hu, Dim Midas. Even though it's true when we're describing a yichud, when the Arizal talked about making a yichud in the higher world, it's the, 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 the process through which that takes place is through the interaction of divine names, the interaction of different midos and different spheros, which is something that pre-Arizal they talked about as well. Mikol Makim. So what's the chiddush? What's the difference between a yichud that the Arizal was talking about and shefa? That the early Merkabalim were talking about, Mikomakim. Harebe Midas Elu contained in those Midas, in those particular uh, ways that the Rabbanu Shalom is choosing to interact with us in a way of Yichud. Malubash Veshoira Ar Ain Saif Mamish. What's contained in that is the infinite light of the Rabbanu Shalom, the infinite light of God. Whereas opposed to without a Yichud, pre Yichud, Jashefa, then what's being given to you is Mugbal. What's being given to you is something that's, def- that's definitive, that's finite, that's specific. Vimkain, therefore said, said the Tzemach Tzedek, through experiencing something coming into your life in a way of Yichud, who Yichud v'giloi ha'orein tzayf mamish, what's really being given to you, or what's being accessed now, is a revelation of the infinite light of God that's contained in that specific package that's being presented. That's now being revealed in, in a mida, in a particular way, that's uh, part of this world. But what's being offered to you, what's being contained in that, is something that's intangible. So therefore it says that, therefore it's clear, that the maila of this type of Yiddishkeit, this type of avoida, which is called a yichud, who gili arin mamish, is literally the revelation of the infinite light of God. That which was until now intangible and inaccessible is now being packaged in a way that you could access it. As opposed to being, as opposed to before that result, which was that what? That, that which is intangible remains intangible and unrelatable. And all that's being given to you is something that's mugbal, something that's specific. Again, like Achashverish's money, and all that's being, it's all coming from Hashem. But the money of Achashverish that's being given to him from Hashem is just money. And therefore, it's, it's limited. It doesn't bring Achashverish to a higher place. It doesn't show love between Hashem and Achashverish. And the money that's given to Achashverish is not supernatural in nature. It is, it, all it is is money. Whereas the money that's being given to Shlomo HaMelech is in a way of Yichud. And because of that, it has a quality of Ruch, it still retains a spiritual quality in terms of the fact that it could be everywhere, and everyone can share it somehow, miraculously. It also is a simon of Hashem's love for Shalom HaMelech, and it raises Shalom to a higher place. It brings him to that higher place of Ein Saif. This is the difference, again, between Shefa and Yichud. This is not just something that we find in Chassidus. The truth is, I mean, take a look at Maramak, and there were two, this is from the Vilna Gain. The Gra on his commentary to uh, the Zayar in Parshish Breshis, also describes Yichud in this way. The Iker Hayicha, the main, the main, the main avoda of, of sort of bringing out and activating this process that's called Yichud, is 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 to allow yourself to receive, to, to unify yourself below, so to speak. in order that the the, the, the true oneness of the Rabbana Shalom should come into your life. In other words, the, what the Vilna Gaon is explaining is why is this called a Yichud. Like, why, do we, why, why is that the word that we use to describe this phenomenon? The answer is because what a yichud is, is about is, a, is trying to allow you to experience the yichud hamiti, the oneness of the Rabbanish The one word that we have to describe Hashem in his sort of unknowable essence is yichud, is that he's absolutely one. And that one God is the source for all the billions of things that we have in this world. And so, when that oneness, so to speak, of the Rabbani Shloylam, when that goes, when that place of one, right, things start from one, and then it turns into trillion down here, are you still experiencing the one? Or, or are you just experiencing trillions of little pieces? 
Shefa means that you're experiencing a million pieces. So right now I'm experiencing Parnosa, and in a second from now, Rafua, and then Yeshua. All different disjointed things. I, it's all coming from the one God, but ultimately there's the one God, and then there's the trillions of things that he's giving me. That's called Shefa. But Yichud means that what he's giving me might seem like a trillion different things. But what's really happening is that these trillions of things are packages to allow me to experience the one God that it's all coming from. That's why it's called Yichud. So said the Goyen, the Iker HaYichud, the main thing, the main essence of a Yichud is L'yachud is Atzmi Lamata, to unify yourself down here below, to unify your intentions and to to make yourself one, in order to allow the, one, the, the true unification, the true one God, to, to rest upon you, that you should experience within all the blessings of your life, and even the curses of one's life, to experience the one God that it's all coming from. Above, it's all one. Above, it's all one. And you don't have to make it one. It already is. In the higher world, everything is one. But if you don't, but our avoid down here is to try to make a place to allow that oneness to come into our life for us to experience it as such. And this is this is what Avadis Hashem is in the writings of the Rizal. Okay? So this is this is a, a, a seismic shift in Avadis Hashem. That it's not about receiving. Again, like uh, uh, like Neil pointed out, Avad Avadis Hashem is about either case, it's about us activating and getting things moving. But what are we trying to bring into our lives? So the one way of thinking is that, yeah, everything comes from the one God, but what we're trying to bring into our life is a trillion good things. And the other, that's called Shafa. Says the Rizal, it's not the point. The point, says the Rizal, is what? Is that you're trying to bring a trillion good things into your life, but for what purpose? Not to have the trillion, of good, the trillion good things. The point is that all those trillions of things should be a vessel through which you can now experience the one God in a trillion ways. That's, that's the difference between Shefa and Yichud. And so that's ultimately the, the, the purpose of Adis Hashem, is that it's, 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 the, the, the idea of Yichud is, again, what you're interacting, the, the experience on the outside is completely nullified, is completely insignificant compared to what's trying to be experienced through that. Again, like the birthday cake, like the conversation, the words need to be said, the birthday cake needs to be given, but it's not about the cake, it's about the intangibles, the intangible experience that's being given over through that tangible piece of cake. That's the aside. The, you could use the word mushal, yeah, it, you, you could use the word mushal, although I wouldn't, it, it's a hard, it, mushal wouldn't be 100% accurate, because would you say that the birthday cake is a mushal to what... The, 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 the Reuven is trying to say to Shimon, it's not a mushal, really. I mean, you, you could use that word. It's more of a, a kli. It's an expression. It's something that, it's, it's something, ta- you're trying to, you, you, I don't know, it, it's hard to find the word. It's yichud. In other words, you're trying to take everything you feel about this person and use all these ingredients to give that over. So what I'm giving over is something tangible, something finite, something specific, something that you could eat, but it's much deeper than that. What I'm giving over is really myself, you know? So in that way, it's a kli, it's a vessel, it's a, it's a lavush, it's a garment for something much deeper. But earlier in Kabbalah, we're being yachid in order to say that they're joining up to open the channels of Shefa. That was the intent. Whereas after that reason, you open the channels of Shefa to bring the yichud, in a sense, to merge the two and others and have the Exactly, exactly. That's why it's called yichud. That's why it's called the Yeah, it's a different. It was a different type of experience. It was a different type of kavana. It was uh, you, you're trying to sort of align things to allow bracha to come into your life. But what is coming into your life is bracha, as opposed to the reason what's coming into your life is God Himself. It's it's the the the, the, the sussum, the hidden, the infinite part of God that's somehow being packaged in the bracha that you're experiencing. But it's about yeah, that. That's it's called yichud. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, so now that's the idea. That's the idea that you find in the Rizal. Okay. Now, in Chassidus, we find, again, like we've been talking about the past couple of weeks, Chassidus comes and expands that territory. Okay? And now what we're going to see right now is a couple of examples in the Tal-Zak of Yosef, where every experience of this world can be seen as an experience of either seeing it as Shafa or seeing it as Yichud. And this is what Avadis Hashem in Chassidus is about, is about reorienting ourselves to be able to, exp- have, to, 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 to do certain experiences, have certain relationships, 
but understand them and see them in a way of yichud as opposed to shefa. Take a look at Marmokka number three. Okay? Told us Yaakov Yosef is in Parshas Chukas. Okay? Nevar Shas Parakama de Shabbos. He says, let me explain to, based on what we just talked about. There's a Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Yudav Mebez. The Gemara says like this, Amar Rava Bar Machasya, Amar Rav Chama Bar Gurya, Amar Rav. Rava, the son of Machasya, said the name of Rav Chama Bar Gurya and the name of Rav. So you have a teaching, ultimately it goes back to Rav. Okay? Hanoisin Matana Lachaveroi, someone that gives a gift to a friend. Tzorach Lohidiya, Rav said that if you give a gift to someone, you should let them know where it's coming from. You should let them know where it's coming from. Why? So on a simple level, it's in order that the person should have a car satayv. You know, it's nice to have a gift anonymous, but you know, if, if, if you want the person to be able to say thank you, so you should tell them where it's coming from. Shenamar says, Rav, how do I know this? It says in Pasuk that when Hashem gave the mitzvah of Shabbos, Hashem gives us Shabbos, Ladas Kani Hashem that you should know that I'm the one that sanctifies you. Says Rav. What Hashem was saying to Moshe is the following thing. I have a gift in my treasure house, and it's called Shabbos. Okay? And I want to give it to the Jewish people. Go tell them that I'm the one giving them the gift. So Shabbos comes to us, Hashem gives us Shabbos. That you should know, you should, have das, you should know that I'm the one to sanctify you. That's what Rav says, you see from this, that it's not just that when you're giving a gift, like Hashem gave us the gift of Shabbos, you have to tell the person that it's coming from you. It shouldn't be anonymous, it should, come, it should be clear where it's coming from. That's Rav. Okay, fine, it's a Gemara. Now says the Taldus Yaakov Yosef, said the Taldus Yaakov Yosef, this statement of Rav is a life lesson. This is a, a mission in all of this Hashem and all of life. Shemati Maris, I heard from my master, Mashomr Chazal. We have a different statement in Chazal from the Zayar, the following idea. Kol Rav Bebovel, the Chol Rebbe Beretz Yisrael. Okay? The Zayar says that whenever you have a Tamil Chacham from Chutz Laaretz, the title before their name is usually Rav, Rav Papa, Rav Huna, and so on. But when the person is from Eretz Yisrael, then it's Rebbe, Rebbe Yehuda, Rebbe Yaisi, Rebbe Shemin, Rebbe. What's the difference between Rav and Rebbe? Obviously, the Yud, right? Rebbe has a Yud and Rav doesn't. What's the difference? So he says like this, The two qualities, there, again, this is, uh, I don't have time to explain this too much, but the qualities of Chachma and Bina. Chachma and Bina are terms to describe any gift that Hashem is giving. Anything that we have in the world, Chachma means the idea, and Bina means the details behind it. Right? So Chachma is sort of the, if I have, a, if I have an idea, so, so uh, I have an idea, I want to give Reuven a gift. So that's the idea. And Bina means the details, what I have to do to get the gift, get it to him. Chachma and Bina. Right? The idea, the concept, and Bina, the details to bring it out. So he says like this, Everything we experience ultimately boils down to those two qualities. An idea and the details to follow through with that idea. Everything we have. I mean, in other words, every time the Rabbanu Shalom gives a person anything in this world, uh, the Rabbanu Shalom gives a person, again, we're giving an example of Parnasa. Parnasa, that means it's coming through the Midas, through these qualities of Chacham Bina. Hashem, an idea, which is, I want this guy to have a, have a Parnasa. And Bina says, okay, let's work out the details. So, he'll have this deal work out, this deal will work out, it'll work for this guy. That's Chacham Bina. The whole world is full of these two qualities of Chacham and Bina working out and producing good things. These two qualities of Chacham and Bina correspond to the two letters Reish Beis. How so? The Reish is Reish is Chachma. The Reish represents the beginning, the idea, the concept that's called Chachma. Reish is Chachma. And Beis, the letter Beis, is the first letter of the word Bina. And everything of this world, everything, every experience we have, said the Baal Shemtev, that's what the Taldus Yaakov Yisrael was saying, is that everything we have in this world follows that model of what? Of a gift that was given to you. Something was given, every experience you have, everything that you have in this world is a gift. And the process of a gift is, the person had to have the idea, and... That's the that's chachma and bina the the details how to follow through with the gift and how to you know make it you know bring it out, but here's the nakuda: Are you a chutzlar tzdikiyid or an eretz yisrael A chutzlar tzdikiyid is going to be someone that all they see is reish beis rav. 
all they see is the gift. All they see is the tangible reality, which is the gift itself, the piece of cake. That's all it is. And that piece of cake, there was an idea behind it, and there was details to allow that piece of cake to get into my hands. But all I see is the cake itself. Eretz Yisrael Dekiyid is what? It's not just to have Reish base, but to have the letter Yud. And the letter Yud means the one, that's, the, the one that was behind the scenes, the one that had the idea itself of the gift. Not just the gift, and the, and the process is necessary for the gift to come to your hands, the Reish base. But the, 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 one, the one that is giving the gift, mm. and ultimately for the Eretz Yisrael person, so to speak, the, the main tachlis is not the gift itself. The main tachlis is to use the gift as a way of connecting to the one that's giving the gift. And that's called changing the experience from Shafa and turning it into a Yichud. This is what the Baal Shantav is saying, again. So he says, Every Indian, every act of this world, every experience of this world, It's not just Shafa, what's being given to you. It's not just the gift. But it, you, you have the opportunity to use the gift that's in front of you as a way of uniting, of connecting to the one that's giving you the gift. That's called turning that experience from a Shefa experience into a Yichud experience. So he says, When you have an experience, when you have a person that is not connecting, he's not, he's not mentally trying to engage with the root, with the source of where this gift is coming from, he is Yud, then, which is the letter Yud, then Nikra Rav, that's called Rav. Rav means... All the hyper-focused on the gift itself. And the gift itself is comprised of these two parts. The idea behind it, the, 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 um, the, the root of it, and the pratim, and the details associated behind the gift. There's the piece of cake, and all the ingredients that are necessary to make up the piece of cake. But it's all just about the piece of cake. It's without the yud. It's without the, the, the cognizant awareness of where the gift is coming from and what the gift means. It's just about the gift itself. The imnevia may ain't saif. However, if a person is cognizant of what of the root of the of of the source, the infinite source of where the gift is coming from, shuai siyud, which is a letter yud, nikra rebbe. That's called rebbe for who and that's unique to Eretz Yisrael. The inn of Eretz Yisrael versus Chutzlaritz is like the Gemara says that anyone that lives in Chutzlaritz, it's as if they don't have a god. Whereas in Eretz Yisrael, you have a god. What does that mean? We're not we live in God. The nature of Chutzlarz versus Eretz Yisrael is in this quality. Eretz Yisrael is a place which is saturated with Yichudim, with Zivugim, with an awareness of not just the gift that's in your life, of where the gift is coming from, and seeing the gift, and seeing the purpose of the gift as a vehicle to connect you to the, to the one that the gift is coming from. That's a Yichud. In Chutzlarz, it's not like that. So therefore, Tamid Chacham of Chutzlarz, they're called Rav. But in Eretz Yisrael, it's not just Reish Beis. It's not just the gift itself with the, you know, again, the, 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 the cake and the details and the ingredients making up the piece of cake. It's, 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 the, it's the one that's giving the gift. So, said, so again, obviously these are ge geographical the distinctions, but it means in Pneumus, what Kedushas Eretz Yisrael. Kedushas Eretz Yisrael means that, that quality of a person being more sensitive in terms of where the gift is coming from, as opposed to the gift itself. That's what Kedusha's Eretz Yisrael means. You could be physically in, in Chutz Laretz and be Eretz Yisrael Dick, and vice versa. But he says as follows. Ubezeh Yuvan. This is the meaning of the Gemara. Omar Rav. Remember, it was Rav. Rav said, Omar Rav Davka, that someone who gives a gift to someone else, you have to tell them where it's coming from. Why? Ki Rav Davka Tzarech Lechadish and it was Davka Rav who had to be mechadish this halacha, that when you give a gift, you have to tell the person where it's coming from. Why? Lasakin midasa, in order to make sure that Rav doesn't fall into the trap of Rav. That he doesn't fall into that mistake of what? Of only being hyper-focused on the gift and, and forgetting about the giver of the gift. Therefore, it was Davka Rav in order to be mesakin himself, in order to make sure that he that he's able to elevate himself to become an Eretz Yisrael Dicker, so he therefore has to be the one to mechadish this halacha, that if you give a gift to someone else, you have to make sure to tell them where it's coming from. That there should, just, there should be a connection between chachma and bina, which is the gift itself. The, again, chachma means the big picture of the gift. Bina means the detailed ingredients contained in that gift. But either case, it's the gift. 
and you have to connect that Chachma Bina, the Reish Beis, with the Yud, with the Das, with the awareness of what this gift means, what it represents, what it, what's trying to be given to you through this gift. That's the Chiddush of Eretz Yisrael, that's the Chiddush, and, that's, and, and Rav, whose name is just Reish Beis, he has to compensate the, 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 the lack of Yud in his name by bimachadish this halacha, that every time you give a gift, you have to remind the person of where it's coming from. And this was Rav's effort of raising himself to that madrega of Rebbe, not just being Rav. This is why we find, by the way, that Rav was an amazing Amaira. He was an Amaira. But yet the Gemara, we said this many places, Rav Tanhu Pollock. That Rav has some level of a quality of being a Tana, which is an Eretz Yisrael. And we know that Rav was one of the, the, the younger Talmidim of Rabbi Yudanasi. So you see this Indian of Rav as sort of that bridge between Eretz Yisrael, the world of the Tanoim, right, the world of Rebbe, and the world of the Amaroim in Bavel, which is just the world of Rav. And, just, right? and Rav himself acts as that bridge between the two. And this is the, the fundamental teaching of Rav in order to show this Indian of, even if you might be in Chutzar, to, to try to be Mechazik and remind yourself of where all the gifts are coming from, changing the experience of Shefa into experience of Yichud. That's what he's saying over here. Vahavein, and understand this, kikol inyani oilam, with this teaching, every single experience in life, hakol hu zivugim beloidaz. It's all zivugim, and it has to be, uh, a person has to, has to see it as such. The nilman zemi Shabbos, and said, and, and explains the Talmud Yosef further, and Rav said, where do you see this idea? Shabbos. Ladaz keni Hashem because that's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is what? What, what was given to us on Shabbos? What gift was given to us on Shabbos? Nothing. The world was created. Everything was fine. The only thing that was missing was what was menucha. What is the menucha? What does it mean to the world was missing menucha and Shabbos comes to give menucha? Menucha comes from the word naicha, which means to return to the source. The Gemara in, in, in Chazal, the term to describe a person that was nifter is nach nafsheh. His neshama is at rest. Knows it returned to where it comes from. The gift of Shabbos is the gift of recognizing where everything comes from, of having that, that cognizant awareness, that das, of knowing Kani Hashem This is why Vamei Vinyavin, Shabbos is a time of Yichud, of Zivugim. That's what Shabbos is about. So that Shalom Bayis is a major Indian of Shabbos. Shabbos is specifically a time that redefines all of one's mitzvahs, that redefines all of one's experiences in life as from being Shefa to being a Zivug, where, in, where instead of seeing it as just blessing coming into your life, it's not, it's not just gifts. These are, this is a way through which God is trying to give himself to you. And, and, he, and the packages are all the things that you've experienced during the six days of the week. But the six days of the week, it's just Rav. It's just Reish Beis. It's Chutzlarts. Shabbos is Eretz Yisrael. Shabbos means, you know, Mikdash Melech Irmelucha, right? Shabbos, we enter into Shabbos talking about Eretz Yisrael, talking about Beis Mikdash. Shabbos means us being able to, re, to, go, to go back and to relook at all the blessings of the six days of the week as Yichudim and not just Shafa. That's what Shabbos is. So Davka Rav is using Shabbos as the, as, the, as, the, as the limit, as the source of this idea that if you give a gift to someone else, you have to tell them where it's coming from. And that redefines the gift. It's not just about the gift, it's about, it's about using the gift as a way to connect to the one that's giving you the gift. That's what Shabbos is. Okay, that's... All the introduction. Okay. Now let's, now, now let's go into, just for a couple minutes, the, the actual sugya that, again, we're going to begin tonight, but Hashem will we'll go into more next week, which is what a leader is. What is a Rebbe? What is a Manhig? What's a Mashpia? What's a Rav? The, what, what is the job of a Manhig? What's the job of a Rebbe? Well, the job of a Rebbe is to give to his Talmidim, right? That's what a Rebbe does. A Rebbe gives information. A Rebbe gives a shir, a Rebbe gives taira, a leader gives musr, a leader gives drushes. Hashba, he's being mashpia. But in Hasidus we're taught, and this is, this is going to open up the entire sugya of what a tzaddik is, what a Rebbe is, is that there's two ways to look at that relationship of Rebbe Talmud, that relationship of Rav, uh, Balabas, uh, you name it, mashpia, makabal. There's two ways to look at it. There's one way to look at it, which is pre-Arizal. That what's, which is Shefa, a way of Chutzlarz, a way of Rav, of Reish Beis. Which is what? Which is that what the Rebbe is giving to the Talmud is information. 
this Torah. And what the, what the Rav is giving to the people is a drasha, Moser, whatever the case may be. And that's what's being given. But comes the Baal Shantif and says, no, 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 no. There is a taught us that everything has to be redefined and not Shefa. It has to be redefined as Yichudim. And therefore, this is why even culturally, right, they're not, they're not called, uh, by Chassidim, the, by they're not called uh, Ravs. They're called Rebbes, which is with the Yud, a Rebbe, right? That's what it is. So we're not, we don't call them anymore a Rav, we call them a Rebbe. And what's the difference between a Rebbe and a Rav, a Rebbe and a Rav? The difference is, is that both the Rebbe and the Rav are given the same drasha. But the Tachlis, the, 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 what's happening is altogether different. The Rav is trying to give the drasha, and what's being given over is pure information. There's no real hiskashras necessarily, between the one saying the drasha and the one hearing the drasha. But if that same person puts on a different uh, way of thinking, and now he's Rebbe instead of Rav, then the same words are being said, but the tachlis of those words are, is trying to make a bond between the speaker and the one that's listening. And of course, in order for that bond to take place, there need to be words said. But the tachlis is the bond. And then the people can be changed, as we'll see in a second. People can be changed much quicker and much easily and much more deep, deeply when it's through an actual connection of neshamas between the mashpi and the makabal, between the Rebbe and the Talmud, as opposed to when the change you want to happen is just purely because of the words themselves. Take a look at Marmokka number four. Again, this is the beginning of this, of this new redefining the role of a manik. So he says, the It says in the Zayar the following statement, Praiseworthy is a mashpia, is a, is a rav, that holds the hands of the Rishayim that he's trying to be makariv. So now this is talking about the unbelievable gift of being makariv people to the Rabbani Shalom. And it says specifically that praiseworthy is, is one that's able to do that by holding the person's hand, by being makariv him, by holding his hand. What does that mean? So Seva told us, When a manig is, has to give muster, and he has to give shmuz uh, to his people. So what should he do? So again, the way the Tolis Yaakov himself did this before the Baal Shem, the way it was before the Baal Shem is, that he's giving muster, he's giving shmuz. And he goes, I'm, I'm good, I'm not Mechal Shabbos. This guy is a no good Nick. He's, he or she is uh, messed up. His Shabbos is no good. So I'm giving Muslim. I'm trying to get this guy, you know, to whip him into shape. He has to, he has to be Mechazik his Shabbos. And so does that work? Sometimes. Sometimes not. It's hit or miss. But said the, that's, not, that, that's in a way of Shefa. Because what the, what the listener is getting is just pure words, pure information. Maybe those words will be inspiring enough to make them change. Maybe yes, maybe not. But there's a way of interacting with a person that's not in a way of chef, it's a way of yichud. What does that mean? When a person, he says, when a when a, when a, a rabbi is giving musr and techacha to his community, yira, what he first has to do is the following thing. Even before he opens his mouth, there's a process, there's a procedure that he has to go through, which is, number one, is to unite himself, to connect himself with the Rabbanu Shalom. You're not just a person talking to another person. You have to make this experience a yichud experience. How do you do so? So number one is that the speaker has to be makasher himself to the Rabbanu Shalom. He has to, before he opens his mouth, to think to himself that I'm trying to connect myself and to unite myself with the one that created me. And then afterwards, and then you go, and now that you've united yourself with your Creator, you now go, even before you open your mouth, you now unite yourself with the people that, you're trying, that, you're, that you plan on speaking to. And what you have to do before any words are being said is that you unite yourself with the people that you're talking to. You create this environment of oneness, this environment of yichud, this environment of a loving, caring uh, relationship, not just an opportunity to talk but you actually create a bond between you and the ones that you want to be mashpiyah on. Through understanding the achtus of the Jewish people and the interinclusion of the Jewish people, ultimately we all come from the same place. And so there's a huge, uh, there's, 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 a, there's a, a natural way of seeing oneself as connected with other people. And now when you do that, 
Oz Hashem Lakov Imai. Now Hashem is with you. And now, when you talk to them, you're not talking to them. You're talking to yourself, and you're trying to elevate yourself, and automatically they're a part of you, and you together raise yourself uh, to, a higher, to a higher place. This is what it means, is that you hold their hands as you ascend together. You're not the one that's perfect, and now talking to people that are imperfect, trying to inspire them, that's rarely works. What you have to do is see yourself as connected to them. And we'll see this next week, which means that the 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 Mashpia, the Manhik, the Rebbe has to find within himself flaws and things that are imperfect to make himself more relatable and even in his own mind to the people that he's speaking to. So if he's speaking to them about Shabbos, he has to remind himself and find some aspect of his own Shabbos which is imperfect. And then all of a sudden, there's a, there's a point of contact between him and the people. Their Shabbos is imperfect, my Shabbos is imperfect. And so now there's a yicha, there's a, there's a relationship that's being forged. And then the words that are then being said are not just about the words, it's about a, that, that through those words, I am now trying to express, to express my personal longing and my personal desire for our Shabbos to be uplifted. And then it's not about the words, then it's about the cheshek, the tshuva, that the pers- that the that the that the dar- that the baldarsh that the rov he is going through himself when he's speaking those words. There's a tshuva process that he's going through, and these are the, the and these words that he's saying are his way of expressing his personal tshuva. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the listeners are inspired and moved by that. Why? It's not so much that the words are so inspiring. It could be other words that are more inspiring, but it's because they are picking up on the fact that he's trying to. That, that he's doing tshuva with them. And then all of a sudden, the words are just the packaging to express that inner movement of tshuva that he's feeling with them in, in his heart and connected to their heart. That's called changing the experience of shefa to experience of yichud. And again, this is, this is, this is core in terms, of, uh, in terms of what a manig is in terms of al-shantav. It's all focused around this. The difference between a Rebbe, the Chiddush of what a Rebbe is, is that a Rebbe is someone that every interaction he has with his Chassidim is an interaction of Yichud, not an interaction of Shefa. It's never about Shefa. It's always about Yichud. Yeah? How is, um, typically the, the Rebbe comes relationship to find a relationship, there's like a hierarchy. Sure. But in this sense, the idea of, of, of Yichud seems to be very horizontal. 100%. So, that, that, so that, that's something, the details of that we're going to see by Hashem next week of how that manifests itself in different ways. But that's exactly the point. It's not, it's not uh, linear. It's not, a, it's, not a hi- the, 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 it's not a hierarchy in that way. The mashpia and the makabal, just like a husband and wife, and just like, just like the person giving, uh, you know, giving the birthday cake to the other guy, Reuven and Shimon, they're partners in this. I want to celebrate your birthday, and you want your birthday celebrated, and we both enjoy the party together. It's not as opposed to the older way, which is just Shefa. It's like, I have the answers, you have nothing, and this is what I'm giving you. It's not about that. It's about us trying to grow together and experiencing something together. And of course, in that way, so you have one, so Reuven is giving the cake to Shimon. In this way, the, the, the Rav is giving the drasha to the people. But it's not about that. It's about using that as, an, as creating an atmosphere, creating an, an environment in which Everyone can experience something together. That's that. That's the ikkunikud. That's what a yichud is. A yichud is not a hierarchy. There's no one person that's more important in a yichud than, than the other. Other but they both they both bring something unique to to the relationship, and everyone enjoys the experience together. That's what a yichud is. Okay. So again, this is just the opening of this of this new sugi of what a manig is, and like and and as we'll see next week, the toldus gets very very sharp, talking about how. People are not doing this properly and uh, kind of into big trouble, but it's, uh, it's an important message. <laughs>